Welcome to the FX Money Show podcast. FX Money Show podcast. Where your host, Nick, uses his 30 years of experience to demolish the FX markets while exposing the how, why, and when of Forex in front of your eyes. So take the foggles off, subscribe and share with your most trusted friends. Pet the cat. Yes, I said pet the kitty cat. Choose some gum and put the headphones on the bone dome. Time is money. And this is the FX Money Show. Porn off the screen. Oh, what? Wait, I'm recording. Hey, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> didn't mean to. Didn't mean to scare you. Um, how goes it? It goes well. I'm assuming that was profit and loss porn, right? Yes, that was P and L porn. Um, All right. Well, because That's I was sitting at the it. desk for so long, I had to go pee a little bit. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it ended up becoming yeah. It was just yeah. 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 So, um, did you uh, put the pips in the basket today? Well, let's see. What day is it? Today would be, <laughs> in Italian, it would be um, Wednesday. <laughs> it it was it was rhetorical. If it's if it's Monday through Friday, I put pips in the basket. Put, put the pips in the basket. So yes, did, am, would you that, would you say arrogant? Would you say <laughs> pippin ain't easy? <laughs> I mean, it's necessary, though. Yeah. It never is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could take the garden tools and, and you know, if Pippin were easy, Pippin ain't easy, whatever, you take the garden tools and hoard them pips in the basket. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it's technically not easy, but I don't know. It's pretty darn easy. Yeah. If you ask me, anyway. Well, I mean, we could we could make things more difficult, and I not to hold any punches here, but we could make things difficult and use smart money concepts. Or we can throw a Bollinger band on the chart, or oh, uh, Bollinger garbage cans. Yeah, um, we, can, we can trade wicks. You yeah. know, we can do stuff like that. Wicks, <laughs> wicks don't lie; they just misrepresent everything. <laughs> What was that? There was a. Oh, I probably shouldn't say. There was an, a, a group name that made me laugh, but I don't want to say it. Wicks don't lie. It wasn't that. I think it was. Uh, oh, I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, in Wicks we trust. I think. I think is what oh, it was. Boy. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah, it was. Oh, like boy. oh. So, good luck. Um. Uh, at, well. I took a couple of positions, maybe four or five positions, uh, four or five trade legs uh, pre-FOMC. And I say pre-FOMC, eh, 30 seconds. You know, there was nowhere that it could go other than down when, with any sort of interest rate raise. The only question was how far it was going to go down. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it initially Bouncy gave a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction, tried going higher, 15, 20 pips or so. And I was... You know, I was hitting a sell button a few times. I think I got cramps in my finger for that one. You know, but <laughs> once once the circulation started to open back up and it had less pain, I was a little bit quicker. Um, and and then the end of the day was 
CTFU um, because it would just clean the fucking fire truck up. Uh, fire truck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Words that begin with F and ends in U C K A fire truck. Right, Liam? <laughs> that, uh, that That's climb right. was pretty good. Yeah. 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 What was that, Cody? I said that that jump up then after that initial drop was, was pretty Oh, sad. that was sweet. And, and X flow was all over that jump. All over that jump, and I know everybody's jumping at the bit, you know, to get a to get a copy of it. But the alerts were all over it. Uh, I'm looking at it now. It happened. Um, sentiment went higher on uh, the 2137 uh, candle, um, and then uh, it went higher, and then it didn't stop for two minutes, three minutes, four minutes maybe, and 64 pips higher. Uh, before it started to pull back at all, so. Oh, that's it. Oh yeah. man, we gotta, we gotta, gotta work on that. Yeah, sixty-four a, pips. That's just not gonna cut it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good day. So, um, you, you pulled in yeah. some pips. I put some pips in the basket. You saw, you know, corporate headquarters. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to get a bigger <laughs> basket this week. Uh, but uh, so you did all right. Um, yeah. Uh, Liam, did you trade? I, I did. Uh, I had uh, three challenges. Two of them were under the age of three, and oh one of them was was uh, inclement weather has impacted my internet connection, oh and so I was getting stalled. And so I only I only managed to take um, after the first two three candles. I went into some cells. I pulled out ninety pips total with one child on each leg and a slow connection but uh you know so maybe next time i'll I'll actually make it worth my while yeah i mean (laughs) get another 90 pips and you get a babysitter and you're good to go i I am the babysitter (laughs) oh it it sounds like you should have those kids on on each leg you know more often i mean i i've seen your trading without them yeah i've seen the trading without them just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I asked for that one. Yeah. Uh, I'll put the sound effects in later. Um, and Terrence, this is your kind of your first week and a half or so. You, you've you um, completed the course. Terrence, uh, where was your confidence prior to the course? And for listeners, uh, where is your confidence now? And if you can give them one or two plugs, um, not a free T-shirt or anything, but one or two plugs on... Uh, uh, on how your confidence has changed or what's the difference in insight into the market? Well, uh, when we first initially spoke, Nick, I, I think I uh, told you uh, my confidence was maybe 50%. Uh-huh. And I I said that at the time before I, I did any, anything with the course. And, I'm, and now that I'm going back and hearing you say most traders say that they – only were around 10%. I would probably knock that down to about probably 20%. Um, just based off what I found out. And the main thing for me was just, you know, just total market transparency. Um, that would be the, you know, that would be the first thing that I would say that, you know, kind of shook my mind a little bit when, mm-hmm. when it comes to just, you know, how, how the game is played for banks versus how they are for retail traders and, um, you know, how, how the banking institutions really just 
so that 95% of traders fail on a day-to-day basis um, as far as being consistent goes. And that would be, you know, probably my biggest takeaway is, you know, obviously one sentiment being the, the, the biggest and baddest thing out there. And then, you know, you know, the, the volume analytics that we have access to being so much better and so much more, uh, you know, top of the line than what you would get from a normal retail broker. And um, that's pretty much been my two biggest takeaways. Just, just, you know, what, as soon as you log into the charts, just from a retail broker, it, you're already behind. And mm-hmm. that kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, a little bit or, okay. Oh, fuck it. A lot of bit of different perspective. Yeah, no, it <laughs> is a total flip of your world. Uh, right now, I will say my confidence without even having taken the trade, uh, you know, just to be able to identify, you know, which side of the market I want to be in, I would say it's probably around 70, 75 percent. Now, the rest of that comes with experience getting to that, you know, 85, 90 percent level. But. I can confidently say that with the indexes that I, uh, the models that you have, I feel like it's, it's pretty easy to see that, you know, the market wants to go up here versus if the market wants to go down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much more. I mean, as we had a little bit of a call earlier, there, there's so much more when you dive into the videos that are in the library. And for everybody, there's, I don't know, 80 videos in the library or so. And, those videos are just jam the hell packed with microstructure, you know, and, you know, bid ask bounce and sentiment, lead, market leading, you know, sentiment. And, you know, even tick frequency, tick frequency on the volume side of things, um, you know, individual ticks and how they align with volume, you know, that stronger side of the market and even the, statistical reliability of dpa and deviations and how they may be static but we know that they maintain dis, uh, directional intent or directional movement you know 82 percent of the time you know um but it's it's some of those things that i i'm not trying to say i'm not trying to categorize everyone but it's some of those simple things that the retail sector of participants just completely ignore, right? And, you know, they're trading one of the most complicated, I mean, you guys are, you know, Cody, you're trading it, Liam, you're trading it, Terrence, you're going to dive into it with a new view. You know, it's the most complicated market that there is. By far. Sure. by far, because, by far, because there is so, uh, so much of a lack of transparency. And that's been our focus is to expose that transparency, see where global cross-border money flow is moving, understand how sentiment is, is pulled from exchange rates. And it is, it's pulled from exchange rates, you know, and how it leads the market, um, all day long, all day long, and it, and how we can utilize that sentiment, you know, to give us some more confidence to stay in a trade at any given moment. Because before a market can change direction, you know, it has to have a change in sentiment. And it just it is what it is. Now, it doesn't mean that that sentiment pullback is going to be 15, 20 pips. It just means it's a, a short-term aberration. But when you've gotten a really strong move and you see that, you know, index that 
differential flow, you know, stronger than that 12% variance or weaker than that negative 12 invariance, that's where the strong opportunities existed. You know, all day today, all day today, that's where all of the big moves showed up. Um, so, you know, that, that view of transparency is what traders just never see. Just never see, and it's it's a shame um, because they're again they're trying to conquer the most complicated market that there is with a GED or the equivalent of a GED. All right, that's rough. A doctor will go to a medical doctor will go to school, you know, for know, whatever eight, ten, twelve years, fourteen years, and then continue his education. Yeah. In order to practice medicine, which is less complicated than macro microeconomics, it might be more intense because there's more pressure on keeping somebody alive than certainly you know uh, putting all the pips in the basket. But there, there's more pressure. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I need those pips to to eat. Well, yeah, but so so it's by far the most complicated market that there is because there's such a lack of transparency. So now you're we're you're utilizing transparent models that just obliterate it, just obliterate it, and make sense of you know why prices are moving. It shows you exactly how prices are moving and how prices are continuing and where that sentiment is changing direction for the shift in price. Um, you know, and it's always the shift in sentiment before the shift in price. So, yeah, yeah, it's, you, you can't trade the most complicated market with, you know, a high school GED and there's nothing wrong with a high school GED at all. You know, but if you're going to trade the most sophisticated market that there is, the most complex market that there is, you better have a good handle on psychology. And psychology is a product of your performance as it is. You know, it's less it's less trader psychology and more confidence driven psychology. And no matter how many people there are in the world that have low confidence, they only have low confidence because their trading performance is lackluster. You know, it doesn't it doesn't shine. It, it's not on the higher levels of uh, of performance. So you you give them a bit of confidence, and each of you have kind of experienced that you know with us along the way. But you give them a little bit of insight, and jump jump goes the confidence. Then you give them a little bit of performance, and then jump goes the confidence. Uh, you get a, you get some results, and you get some you know returns in the pocket, you know, and jump goes the confidence more and more. So eventually, you know, Terrence, you you get to that seventy five percent, you know, eighty percent, ninety percent. It's the first jump that takes about three hours, and that goes from thirty to forty to fifty percent inside you know inside of a couple of hours and then as you climb and as you went through the course you see oh this makes sense oh now we're now we're getting up to that 60 percent level now we're at 65 percent level now you've got the confidence to flip the coin and it doesn't make a difference what side of the coin it lands on and i've done this several times over the years you know in exercises in live trading where i'll flip a coin and I'll ask somebody randomly, tell me to buy or sell. 
and it should not make a difference whether they tell you to buy or sell. You should still understand what the market's doing and get yourself out of that position with a profit. Yeah, I, I think uh, this has been so eye-opening for me. Uh, I can't tell you just how stupid I feel just for having, you know, put on a, a Bollinger Band or, you know, clouds or whatever no. it is. You know, <laughs> no, no. And, you know, it, it, it's really ridiculous what they what they spoon feed us to, to get us into this game. And you would think that they have our best interests at heart. You would think that, right? But mm -hmm. uh, they, they really are, uh, you know, taking from us. Uh, they're... And it's crazy that, you know, you have something that's so transparent and can dissect the market in the way that it can. That is probably the biggest thing is the accuracy at which you can really just cherry pick, you know, which way you want to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your what were your methods or your method, your primary method of analysis before you came to us? Well, um, so I hadn't. I had stopped trading for it because I saw that it wasn't uh, as transparent as I would like. I went over to futures and, and traded oil, but when I was uh, trading forex about five years ago, I realized that you know this technical analysis is working for these guys, but that are selling these courses and they're showing these uh, all these profits and whatnot. But I don't see a lot of their students, you know, you know showing these same mm -hmm. uh, returns and, and, and giving them the same uh, type of uh, feedback that they were showing initially. And, um, you know, technical analysis is, is, is so broad because they, they do give you all of these tools when you, once you sign up for a broker and you, and you get on MT4 uh, and use these tools that they give you. So, I mean, I've tried everything. I mean, EMAs, uh, SMAs or whatever I, I yeah. it, it it goes on and on and on. And, you know, every month I felt like I was learning something new, uh, the Ichimoku clouds or, or I, I, it, it went on and on and on. And, you know, all of them, you thought you could figure out for a while. And then, you know, you found out it wasn't as consistent as the guy who was using it when they showed you or whatever the case may be. So it, it, it went on forever with that, like yeah. forever. Here's the here's the painful, you know, short lesson and realization about anything that is by default on your trading platform. You ready for it? Right. It's all just based on price action. Yeah. And price action lags in history. You know, and price action I does not, in fact, give you enough response in order to trade it effectively or see any sort of level of transparency, you know, in, in terms of where a price is going, why are they going, um, how far are they going to go, when is a price going to stall out, you don't know until the candle completely reverses and then you're, you know, SOL up the creek, whatever. Um, so... So it was a good day. Um, I traded a, a boatload or two. Um, I think I had 400 and something, uh, 400 and something trade legs. And I was just, I traded for about 45 minutes or so, maybe after the session. So about an hour and a half total because I opened up the session at around 145, you know, right around two. I started, you know, putting a couple of trade legs on, um, 
you know, it got a little shaky there at the beginning, but that came through uh, kind of as expected. And there were a couple of reversals that I took for immediate recovery and then some some pips in the basket on that. And then, you know, and then uh, just about four or five, maybe 10 minutes after the session, and we got the big jump and I was on that big jump. For about, I don't know, maybe five or six minutes before the jump, I had, you know, a couple of, a few, maybe six or seven, actually, trade legs that were long um, prior to that jump, you know. And that's, you know, it's kind of the, uh, actually, it was, where is that thing? Let me see. Did I find it? Yeah, it was, yeah, four minutes, four minutes before the big jump candle. Yep. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine trade legs. Uh, but, uh, and each of those went 30-something pips or so, so it was a nice little <laughs> nice little add-on. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's just knowing, and for everybody that's listening, you know, it's knowing how prices move is core. And that's everything. That's everything. And, you know, Terrence, I don't know if we've had this conversation, but... You'd probably be surprised if I told you I'm not a quant. I'm not a developer by any means. I'm not a mathematician. Um, I'm a photographer. Okay. No, I don't think we had that conversation. No. But, you know. but everything that I've ever designed has been visually oriented. It has to make sense from a visual perspective for me. And if it's a measure, whether it's sentiment, now I, I have an advanced degree in economics, so there, there is some of that there. But that's only the study of fiscal procrastination, and it does no good, not for, not for trading the capital markets, uh, because it doesn't provide you that microstructure approach or knowledge. You know, so there's a lot of years experience in trading, too, but you know, my passion is, is visual balance. Visual balance, visual balance. And if it doesn't have visual balance, if it does not give me some sort of insight into a change in direction, it doesn't make sense. You know, so, um, you know, although, although, you know, some quantitative reasoning and some, you know, extraction of sentiment is certainly just that, uh, you know, my, my, my thing has been a long drive through visual balance. That's all. So, yeah. Um, but it works. It, it works because it understands the core of market movement and why the markets move. And, you know, if that's the case, um, we have to dissect those bullish moves and differentiate between how the market changes direction and starts to walk itself into those bearish moves. And then in that case, you know, volume works and, um, you know, sentiment works and all of them, they're all based on the same type of structure, you know, whether it's um, positive structure or bullish structure or, or bearish and our, what we would call our binary lines or DPA lines and our sentiment lines and everything else, they're all the same. They're all the same, but they're all the same on a different study. Right. So, but it was a, it was a good day. Um, any jokes before I go? I did hear one. I did hear a pretty good one, and I forget where no. I heard it. Can I tell it? Yeah. No. Okay, good. Here it goes. All right, so here it goes. So <laughs> this kid goes up, and it was dad. And he says, Dad, 
I found a really hot chick, and she's my girlfriend now. Yeah, and the kid's like 14 years old. He says, oh, yeah? He says, tell me about her. Who's this hot chick, son? He says, it's the neighbor's daughter, Lucy. He says, ooh, ooh, come here, come here. And he puts his arm around him. He says, shh, you can't tell anybody. But you can't, oh, no. You can't date her. That's your sister. <laughs> oh, saw it coming. Oh, he says, wait, wait, wait. He says, Dad, does mom know? Mom doesn't know you can't tell her. He says, All right, he says, all right, back to the drawing board. So, a couple of days later, he comes, Dad, 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 I got another hot chick. She's even hotter. He says, So, yeah, who is she? And he says, It's Julie down the other end of the street. Oh, he goes, damn, son, you can't date her. That's your other sister. He says, oh, dad, how many sisters I got? And he says, well, you might have a few over the years. A couple of them I don't even know about. He says, dad. So sure as shit, another you know, week goes by and he's got another girlfriend. And once again, this kid is he's so upset because he's got found another sister. He says, fuck it. He's going to mom with it. And his dad says, no, don't go to your mom. Don't go to mom. Don't go to mom. Don't go to mom. And, and he goes to mom and his dad. You can see the dad outside as the kid walks in the door. And he's got his hand on his head. And he says, mom, I've had four girlfriends in this last two weeks. And dad says, I can't date any of them because they're my sister. He, she says, son, you can date anybody you want. He's not your dad. Not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's oh, gonna be scarred. Yeah. Scarred for life. I think we're gonna be scarred for life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is anybody in here from West Virginia? West Virginia. <laughs> that sounds like. Nope. Well, I might insult some people from West Virginia. Sorry. I mean, just to be clear, my dad was born in West Virginia. So, but. Oh. Man. That sounds like a West Virginia story right there. I almost said a West Virginia joke too. Oh, oh you can. I, I I pick on him all the oh, time. Okay, so here here's one. Here's one. So this this you know guy and this gal they get married. He's from he's from southern Tennessee, just north of the Georgia border. She's from in she's from somewhere in Georgia, and they they have this beautiful ceremony, and they go on this honeymoon into the, you know, kind of the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, and you know, they're in their honeymoon, you know, cabin, and you know, she's starting to unbutton things, and you know. He's going to enjoy his night. He's got a glass of wine. She's got some wine. They're going to have, you know, play some music and candles. It's going to get really nice. And um, she says, as she's unbuttoning, ping, ping, ping. Not that buttons make a ping sound, but I have to have the sound effects. She says, you know, this is my first time. He says, what? Are you freaking kidding me? What? She says, yeah, this is my first time. If we're going to have sex, this is my first time ever. He goes, you're a virgin. Oh, hell. Damn it. Struck out again. And you see him putting his pants on. He's putting his jacket on. Screw the shirt. And he is getting in the car. And he goes back to his dad. And he says, Dad, I can't be married to her. She's a virgin. 
Oh, hell, son, you're right. Better get rid of her. She ain't good enough for her own family. She certainly ain't good enough for ours. <laughs> <laughs> so never, oh, oh, never no. marry a woman from Georgia. <laughs> hey, born, born and raised in Athens, Georgia. Oh man, See, well, well, go. yeah, no, that's different. No. You're, you're just—I would say—never yeah. marry a girl from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Better rap. We don't like Alabama either here, so don't care for Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Man. Yeah, no Re- South Carolina. Reminds Georgia, reminds me of vacation. Vacation in I, I, sometimes I forget June, July, sometimes August of nineteen ninety four, and I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I just went to um, a beautiful the aquarium in Chattanooga. I don't know if it's still there. Probably is. But a beautiful um, indoor aquarium uh, of all sorts of sea life in Chattanooga, and. I was there um, with a girlfriend, and uh, I was standing on the side of the street. She was over at the hotel. I was not working, but I was standing inside of the street now. Um, I had, had a McDonald's, you know, really scalding hot cup of coffee in one hand, I remember that, and a newspaper in the other. And that's when I said, you know, someday, someday somebody's going to have the ability to track money flow across borders and they'll be able to speculate at any given moment and know where rates were going um, and take advantage of it. And that's, that was 1994. And here we are. What year is it? 2022. Um, and uh, I was uh, one years old. Man. 1994. Yeah. And I was trading, I, I was trading FX. Oh my god. Wow. That's oh my god. <laughs> you literally been trading since I've been born. I'm I'll be twenty nine in October, so that's insane to me. That's yeah, insane. well I, I started trading when I was about fifteen. Um yeah, so it's been a little bit longer than that. Uh fifteen, maybe sixteen. But back then it was so nice because you know, it, it was a few hundred dollars, maybe you know, fifteen hundred at most and I would, you know, buy, you know, penny stock and stuff like that. And um, at that point, my grandfather took all the risk, so I loved it. You know, it was, it was, <laughs> he didn't take the risk anymore. Eh, <sighs> it's funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so uh, Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, but, uh, yeah. My, uh, my grandfather was born in the 1800s. I'm not kidding. Oh I'm, I'm 30, 38. I'll be 39. Uh, but my grandfather was like 70 when he had my dad. Oh, my gosh. Wow. From West Virginia, man. I do wow. things a little different down there. Oh, yeah. Like to, oh, I mean, yeah. I know. It is possible, but wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was I, – I, I found out about that maybe – I want to. Uh, I, I want to say congratulations. Like a year ago. I want to say congratulations because your grandmother must have been really young. Yes, he had to. Be. She was. Yeah. She was very young. At least. Yeah. yeah. My 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 in laws say uh, that like she might have been like a something called like a civil war wife. I, I don't really know what that means, but something about like wow. gifted a wife or something. I don't know. It was it was crazy. And my family tree is nuts. Uh, but yeah, that was a. Uh, that was a pretty shocking revelation for me. Yeah, so. that's that's. Uh, congratulations yeah. to Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I never met him, of course. You know, he was 
he was long gone, you know, before I was born. But. Wow. You're listening to the FX Money Show. Where taking profits is like squeezing a rubber ducky. Here's your host and his favorite whoopee cushion. The man himself, the guy with the big... Well, all hell. Let's let's get back to the show. Wild. It's quite the age gap. You know, um, not the Liam that was... Uh, Liam said he had to go, but not uh, that Liam, but... Uh, yeah. Um, the the um, one of the other Liams that we have in our community, um, he's uh, I want to say sixty, maybe mm-hmm. sixty two, and he has you know he has a maybe a twelve year old boy. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Okay. You know, and I'm I'm turning fifty one, and I've got a six and a half year old. You know, so. No kids yeah. for me, not yet. Uh, oh, you should have a couple. You should definitely have a couple. Yeah. Don't oh yeah, I, I, I plan on it. But yeah, if you're once, if, once I master the market first, I think that. Yeah. Are, are you a ma- are you a masochist? You should definitely have a couple. <laughs> no, I, I have. A, I, I should have a couple, but thank the Lord for other things that uh, are modern medicine and all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> so. Uh, but no, not yet. But um, before I go, I wanted to, you know, personally thank you for creating this opportunity for just normal, regular people to, well, to experience and to, you know, try to create a better future with their trading, man. Because I all but given up on FX trading because it is so not transparent and it is so so easy for people to lose consistently so mm-hmm. i really appreciate appreciate you for doing that when i was one years old and having that thought to yourself <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know creating this <laughs> for us appreciate that i appreciate that thank you thank you thank you you're and- inflating his ego <laughs> yeah i think he's gonna inflate my bank account so <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's, that's a, a good, good point yeah yeah, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> that's fair that's fair just don't rub the crystal balls <laughs> oh no no so i was you know i was on the i was on the t-box on the traders t-box right before mm-hmm. fomc you know and i i read yeah. you know, i'm trying to figure out where prices are going and i reached down i've, I've said part of this story already but i you know i reached down to to rub the crystal balls and say crystal balls where is the price going crystal balls where is the price going <laughs> and it just didn't make sense so i had to take a you know a practice swing you know how difficult it is to put your crystal balls on the tee and swing the club at the same time Oh no! <laughs> sounds sounds like a painful thing to even attempt. Yeah, I mean squats are tough. At my age, yeah, I got bad knees. Yeah, I got I got bad knees, bad back. You name it, you know. And just yeah, yeah. So whatever, whatever you do out there, do not you know put the crystal balls on the golf tee and try to swing because <laughs> you, you wiggle, 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 and and uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's about it. <laughs> Gonna need a doctor. Uh, sure. Doctor, doctor, yeah. yeah. Oh man, this took a turn. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> yeah, and you know what happens? Never to be a good turn. <laughs> there's always after we go through the good Sometimes. stuff. Well, after we go through the good stuff, there's always some sort of you know gray zone of um, uh, uh, scruples. 
<laughs> well, I mean, this is what happens. What it's like? It's almost nine o'clock on the East Coast. You know, yeah. Yeah, your mind starts to, you know, start to lose, lose its capacity for rational thought, and yeah. you know. Well, so so here's here's what I'm gonna do before before we um, we end this uh, uh, this sepidode. Um, that's episode for everyone else. Uh, I'm gonna do this if. You're listening to the podcast or find us anywhere else for the next, for the next two weeks, I'm going to open the doors and basically open up the trading room for a couple of weeks. Not necessarily the analytics, because I don't believe people should spend money until, you know, or invest in their future in proper education or anything else until they've seen everything that we've got. Right, and I think the best way to do that is by opening up the trading room. Um, would you guys agree with that? Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. uh, you know, you don't see that too often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, because it is a yeah. it is a small but growing community. Um, it's you know typically pretty private. So, but what we'll do is I'll open up the trading room um, every day. Well, well, let me put a caveat to this. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, Mondays, you know, I got things to do with polishing the crystal balls and it gives us more future. Um, but um, now you guys don't think that the crystal balls is anything um, like other than the crystal ball on my desk. Oh, no, of course not. I was going to say, <laughs> well, <laughs> do you think it, do you think it sounds dirty? I, I, I don't, I, I think it, I just assumed it was, you know, you had like a little, you know, crystal sphere, you know? Yeah. Two of them. <laughs> yeah, or you, or you have a side, or you have a side gig. And, you know, I have, this I, passion. I have, I have, or you I, really need to see a doctor. Yeah. One or the other. No, I saw a doctor. I lost one, so he had to give me a replacement. Crystal ball. <laughs> Uh, well, that makes sense. Why they would be? Wait, now what are we talking about here? The one on Again, your desk, it, or it's? Well, I can't put them on the desk. That would look ridiculous. <laughs> oh gosh! But anyway, no. As, it, a, as opposed to talking about them on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I am, um, I am naturally um, a little bit of an intuitive, but I'm. You know, I've lived my life as an empath and that absorbs energies. And, you know, some of those energies are, you know, what I'm doing at the moment, um, sensing what market direction is doing. And that's a lot of what I've had to build. Um, so there is another component of it um, in, in designing and developing, you know, market measures that will align with that pressure that I see. Um, because there's an invisible force of the markets that you know we we've adapted to and, and that gives us our read of sentiment you know through some calculations and everything else um but no there's no crystal balls in the desk um no i did not see a doctor no i don't put my my crystal balls on a golf tee before swinging the big club um <laughs> this is a great this is a great cleanup job. <laughs> yeah. yeah very good it's just yeah um, the problem is Nobody's going to be listening at this point. I know, I know, I know, about, I know. I'm out of here. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but it, it, it does, you know, the, the, the end story is, is that, 
you know, market sentiment leads market prices all day long. Um, and if you're a trader out there that has anything to do with either uh, FX futures or spot FX, you know, join the trading sessions at i4x.market. Uh, uh, and you can find us on Telegram at itrade.forex as well. Uh, join the Telegram group. Uh, join the session, register as a community member. It doesn't cost a thing, uh, but I guarantee you, if you've got confidence of less than 60% in your trading, you're gonna see a massive increase in not only just performance, but also knowledge about the market, you know, from that microstructure on up to that macro level. So um, that's it. I'm gonna go rub my crystal balls for the night. Wait a minute, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> And, and we'll uh, catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good evening. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Okay. So, oh my God, <laughs> Terrence left the show <laughs> every <laughs> time. Every time. You know what we got to do? Yeah. When, when we have a show um, with a, a you know a new visitor, we have to take side bets before they join okay. the call. We're going to take side bets on whether they're going to hang up when I say, okay, oh. we'll catch you later. Because technically we, you know, we're still talking, but I'm just not recording it for the episode. But it seems like every time we have that third party, they, they take off and they hang up when we're not technically supposed to hang up. So the question is, how do we, because we're both probably going to always agree that they're going to hang up. So am I just no. always going to be on the losing end? Do I have to take the, the smaller percentage? You know, like No, I mean, it, it might be. You know, it might be somebody that, you know, I don't know. I mean, there might be somebody that would just not hang up. All right. All right. I, I think, uh, I think, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm down with betting or, or, you know, you know, placing some sort of a, a wager. Okay. Maybe, um. If I win, you have to buy a new keyboard or something like that. Oh, my God. Did you see the pothole in my keyboard? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> so for everybody, I have a keyboard that has, like, the bottom three, just about all of the bottom three rows, with the exception of the, the Windows key and the Alt key um, on both sides, the rest, and some other key that's there. I don't know what that key is. In between the right-sided <laughs> Windows key and the Control, I'm not sure what it is. But... My my shift key um, on left hand literally has a hole in it. It's just worn. I don't know how I did that, um, but I mean it's been it there looks for like a you while. Stabbed it. Huh? It looks like you stabbed it. It's, it's, well, it's got like you know like a like a pencil size hole in it, at least from the picture anyway. So. But it's worn out and polished, you know, because it so it's been there, but I didn't even recognize it. I guess I just, That's you know, crazy. Just, you know, whatever I got to do, you know, and just <laughs> freaking potholes. <laughs> That's going to be the wager. Yeah. All right. That, that, All right. So it. first wager is um, a keyboard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. All right. Now we'll catch All you later. Right. Cheers. You've just listened to an episode of the FX Money Show, where every day Nick discusses analysis that drives traders' confidence through the roof. Subscribe to the podcast, enjoy the show, and discover 
your inner trader. The service of the FX Money Show is to provide foundational educational content to trading listeners of foreign exchange and other financial markets. Anything expressed in the FX Money Show by its producers or guests is educational in nature and in no way constitutes advice. You must understand the risks associated with trading financial products and use only capital you can afford to risk. 